Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serialholic Sisters. True crime shit. Hey girl, hey. Hey, hey, hey. So... I still cannot get used to the stupid time change. I'm ready yeah. for daylight savings time to be not a thing that exists anymore because I don't think farmers actually need it anymore. <laughs> um, They prefer it to not, I thought they preferred it to not get dark sooner. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like I, I can't deal with leaving work at five o'clock and it's already like midnight outside. I mean... I changed jobs recently, so um, I am like five minutes away from my house, so I don't, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I'm like 45 minutes away, and so it's already midnight when I leave, and then I have to drive 45 minutes to get home, and then I gotta make dinner, and then as soon as dinner's ready, I'm like, okay, it's bedtime, and they're like, it is 7:30, woman. <laughs> I know. Well, that's how it was for me um, a few months ago when I was working 40, like 40 minutes away. Yeah, and <laughs> I would get off work, and then I get home, and. I would be so busy because I immediately have to start cooking and right. These so, kids and it was getting ready for bed and all this. And I was like, Oh my God, every, like I didn't get to spend any time with my family. So, yeah. So I have made the executive decision for everyone that after time changes again in spring, then that should just be it. Like we should <laughs> just let it stay light out longer and be done with it. I feel like I read something that in 2023, Kansas was going to do away with it, but maybe I'm wrong. See, I feel maybe like I read like... something that this year or last year, like Mississippi, Tennessee was going to do away with it, but I've never heard anything about it again. I was going to say, maybe I made that up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just wish for thinking. Maybe. maybe I dreamt that. I had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> that daylight savings time was over. No. Um, <laughs> it's my week. It is your week. So I will say that my case is a true crime case, but it's not a murdery true crime case. Okay. okay. When you said it is a true crime case, I was thinking, well, that's good because this is a true crime podcast. So, <laughs> Well, I just didn't want, like, it's obviously it's a crime related, you know, case, but it's not like a gory killer. Okay. Nobody gets murdered. <laughs> oh, that's refreshing. That's a nice change. It is. Yeah. Um, but. It is literally the best description of um, like crazy X as it gets. Except, oh. yeah, the X is like we'll get into it. You'll you'll see. It's it's when you say crazy X, it just makes me think of um, Carrie Underwood and before he cheats, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, no, like it is. This is like as psycho as you could possibly probably get like without killing somebody uh, yeah or I think of those TikToks that you see when people like glitter bomb the fuck out of somebody's house or car out of their ex <laughs> oh yeah no it's worse than that <laughs> that's okay okay that's pretty bad that shit don't come out yeah yeah so we're just gonna go ahead and get get into it all right okay. let's do it so um Michelle Hadley was born and raised in Southern California in 1986 Oh, it's my birth year. 
<laughs> she lived a quiet and like typical normal life. That was until she met Ian Diaz in 2013. Fucking Ian. So she actually met him on a dating site. So she was 26 years old when this happened and Ian was 35. So he was, you know, almost 10 years older. Mm-hmm. And Michelle had said that she only ever had one other relationship before Ian. And it was actually her high school sweetheart that she had married and divorced. Oh, previously. okay. Okay. So it didn't work out. Um, I didn't read a bunch of information about her previous marriage, like why it divor- they divorced or anything, but I'm sure it was just like, they fell out of love. They grew up. Yeah. They grew apart. Yeah. yeah. She really liked Ian. Uh, she described him as super sweet. He was a hard worker. Um, even though he had lived with his mother at the time <laughs> to be oh. red flag, red flag. <laughs> you were almost 40, sir. You should have your own place by now. But this, that's not even the worst of it. So Ian had actually said, I love you to her after their second date. Whoa. And it didn't weird her out. No, slow down, girl. So first of all, I'm just going to, I'm just going to push through this. Somebody says, I love you. And you just met second date lives with his mother, 35 years old, red flag, red flag. So you should just be basically thinking that this motherfucker is trying to find somewhere to move into that is not his mother's house. Right. He's looking for (laughs) someone else to take care of him besides his mother. But that's not even the crazy part. So Ian was actually a U.S. Marshal. Oh. To me, for Ian to live with his mom still and be in like a higher ranking you know, law enforcement position. Why? (laughs) Right. I mean, the only, (laughs) the only reason this should be a thing is if like, oh, he just happened on some hard times or, oh, his mom is sick and needs help being taken care of or something like that. Yeah. Not that wasn't the case (laughs) that you just don't want to grow up and take care of yourself at 35. (laughs) 35. Um, Anywho, he, he was a U.S. Marshal. And him and Michelle just really hit it off. In fact, they hit it off so well that less than a year of meeting, they decided to move in together. So in the spring of 2014, they moved into a house together. Okay. And this is where Ian started being controlling. So he would, he started off small, like he would try to get her to, you know, dress sexier, wear crop tops, pierce her belly button, kind of change her appearance into a perspective that he, you know, found attractive. No. He even tried to get her to quit her marketing job and take a pay cut, a $20,000 a year pay cut to work where he used to work so that his ex-colleagues could keep an eye on her. No, sir. What the hell? But Hadley said she loved him and she wanted him to be happy. she was was blinded girl (laughs) she was I think she was more not blinded by love but how do I want to put it um like wanted to be in a relationship or like infatuated with him maybe yeah I think that might be it infatuation it's weird well in December of 2014 Ian popped the question and Michelle said yes no don't say yes (laughs) she did she said yes 
So that's not where it even gets to be the worst of everything. After a few months of being engaged, Ian actually kept pushing her to have sex with other men while he watched. Oh, I don't think that's what kind of relationship she's wanting. I think she's more of a longtime girl given, you know, she was with her high school sweetheart and married him. I was going to say she wouldn't, but she was like not okay with doing this. In fact, let me describe Michelle just a little bit. Michelle was a very Christian woman. She had never gotten in trouble with the law. She had never been in trouble. She never even gotten like a speeding ticket type. Like she was just a really good girl. Well, on Valentine's day, Michelle finally gave in after taking several shots of fireball and over the counter cold medicine. Oh no. Mixed together with it. And Ian filmed her having sex with another man that he solicited from craigslist so the next morning she felt disgusting she begged him to delete the tape and his response was nobody put a gun to your head (gasps) seriously what a fucking ass yes oh my god but unfortunately they stayed together like, I would have left him. Yeah. <laughs> I would have left him far before that happened. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> no. That's gross. He's a gross person. He's a fucking tool bag. Mm-hmm. So, in 2015, they moved into a brand new two-story condo in downtown Anaheim, California. They took out a mortgage together and had the house in both of their names. Okay. Red flag. <laughs> Sorry. Also, it'd be red flag if he just put it in his name and not hers. Well, he wouldn't have been able to afford that, I'm sure. Right. Because the house was like, I think I read that the condo was like $470,000. Yeah. And also because, you know, he had no type of credit because he'd never (laughs) done anything with his mother. (laughs) So the fighting became more intense. And one time he actually threw her down on the bed when she tried to leave him like holding her down while she was trying to, you know, claw her way out. Well, it did end up ending. So she decided in the summer of 2015 that she couldn't take it anymore. And they broke off their engagement. Okay. They just weren't clicking anymore. She couldn't take the controlling nature or the emotional and physical abuse. And when Michelle said she couldn't do it anymore, Ian took her engagement ring back and said she was cheating on him. Oh, So. Because, you know, that's what narcissists do. Right. Um, <laughs> so she fit as many of her belongings as she could into her car and she drove away. She was like, I only cheated on you the one time when you forced me to and videoed it, but okay. Basically. Right. <laughs> well, their engagement break resulted into a court case over their shared home and other property. Yeah. And it left a lot of bitter tastes in their mouth. I have some bitter taste in my mouth too. And I'm not involved. I'm just, just from hearing it. Right. Well, they tried, like, settling it over emails, but the emails just progressively got hateful to each other, Um, and Michelle was still paying half of the mortgage and was just really trying to settle on some kind of an agreement with him so that, you know, either she could own it or he could own the condo. She preferred him own it. Right. And She just wanted her name off of it, basically. She literally just wanted her name off of it. If he wanted to sell, then she needed half of it. Right. She just really wanted to, like, get on with her life. Yeah. So, like I had stated, they would contact each other via email. 
And she started to get pretty scared and was convinced that Ian was like tracking her. Oh, so there were multiple times where she saw like black SUVs without license plate at her job and her school. Oh my God. She was going to college. So Chapman university is where she was going to school at. And they actually barred him from the campus because she was so scared. So she had made complaints to the school board. She went to the security office. She did all of this and they put him on like the no contact type list. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't even allowed on grounds. Did she have like a restraining order against him filed or? We'll get to that. So um, they finally, they hired like property lawyers to help in the feud. And after six months, Ian would have had full payments for the condo. If he couldn't afford it, then he would have to sell and split it half and half, which is exactly what she wanted to happen you know, just trying to make it fair. He wanted to keep the condo, but he wanted her to pay for it still. And she didn't want that. Yeah, no, no, bitch. That's not how this works. (laughs) So what Michelle was unaware of though, was remember he was a U.S. Marshal. Mm -hmm. So he had some pull in with, you know, the police department. Right. What Michelle was unaware of was that Ian being the asshole that he was reported her emails that were going back and forth with him that were heated. And the fact that he was banned from the university that he ever hadn't actually been to because there was no record of him actually going to. He used this to talk to the Anaheim Police Department and applied for a restraining order against Michelle under emotional instability. What? (laughs) Okay, I'd be like, fine, I'm not wanting to come around you anyways. Put a restraining order on me. (laughs) Right. But now that just means that she's, you know, under law enforcement's radar. Right. That's because because what that looks like is a crazy lady. So now she's in the system with a restraining order placed against her. Right. So here we go. Buckle up because this ride is about to be bumpy. Oh, okay. Hang on. Let me buckle. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So January of 2016, Ian met a woman named Angela Connell and he met her online. He convinced her to go on a date, and a month later, they were married. Oh, damn. Married. How much of a smooth talker is this guy? Like, what? I I don't know. But I guess, I don't know. Red flag (laughs) is all I gotta say. (laughs) Well, Angela was pregnant. It was not Ian's. And she moved into the condo with him. The condo that Michelle and Ian were still paying half and half because He had not taken over the full payments yet. Okay. Michelle never met her. Like, didn't even know that Angela existed. Because she's trying to live her life. Right. Separate from Ian. Separate from his life. Well, the first time she heard of Angela was when she saw her name for the first time on some financial paperwork near the deadline for Ian to take over the full mortgage of the condo. Oh, Well, it didn't say like they were married on the paperwork, but her name was on it. So it was a little odd to her, right? Right, right. But she she didn't say anything and she left it be. Well, just a few short weeks later, Michelle saw it again on June 6th when she got a restraining order against Angela. Wait, Angela put a restraining order against Michelle? Yes. So she had never, literally never met this lady and she got a restraining order against her. So for those, for those that don't know the process of a restraining order, 
you have to have liable proof for a restraining order to even go through the court system. Meaning she would have had to have something to present to them. Right. You can't just go to the police station and be like, I'm scared of this person. Restrain them. So she's very confused, right? She just got served a restraining order. She's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't even know this person. I've never met her. So what does she have on her, right? So on June 17th, she had a court hearing against the restraining order, like to appear in court. And this would be the first time that she even laid eyes on Angela. Angela walked right in with a crowd of Ian's friends and family, which Michelle only came in with her, her parents. Mm -hmm. Um, But Angela walked right in with a crowd of Ian's friends and family and handed Michelle a stack of papers. They were printouts of threatening emails, all signed with Michelle's name. What? Here you go. That's what she said to Michelle for the first and only time. What? What email address did this come from? We'll we'll get there. Y'all just made up a fucking email and are acting like she's emailing her? So Michelle, who had never so much gotten in trouble with the law, was super confused at the fact that she had never even talk to this lady and all of a sudden she's being presented with pages and pages of a stack of emails that were supposedly from her right so this is where it kind of got weird michelle recalled after this happened that the end of may which was right before she got served a restraining order Mm -hmm. that she did get an email from her google account informing her that a a gmail address she'd never started had been shut down but it was in her name then a few days later she had gotten a microsoft notification saying her primary email was being used as a recovery contact for a couple of new outlook addresses so several emails were written and created but at first her i'm sorry they used her original her actual email address to sign up for these email addresses well, I guess they thought that um, her IP would be linked to this if she did it as a, a, like, if they set it up as her primary email, like recovery. Yeah. But clearly they don't understand how IP addresses work. Right. No, that's so not, that's not right. <laughs> she never, yeah, it comes from literally your location and where you're. <laughs> like your literal computer that you're using, but okay. <laughs> yes. Like I, right now my IP address is my laptop, like, right. <laughs> you know. Anyways, she she didn't think anything of it before she got served restraining order papers. Um, she just thought it was like a phishing email because you right. know, like spam. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what spam I got today, by the way, which is weird. I got a text message that said, "My Walmart delivery for tomorrow at two forty. It says, "Your Crystal, your Walmart delivery for tomorrow afternoon at two forty is has been set or whatever." I've never ever done a Walmart delivery in my life. Right. Um, I get your Amazon account has been uh, hacked or something like that. Just don't ever click on links, people. Right. Don't <laughs> click on the links. It's a virus. It will. It, <laughs> honestly, it's actually one of the uh, big sex trafficking things now, too. Yeah. If, if you didn't know. So for all you guys that are getting like weird spam text messages or emails or something from mm-hmm. things that you don't know, don't click on it because they're being able to trace your location. Right. Also, I don't uh, like that they had my actual name spelled right in the text. They did K? Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. No. I don't like that. No, no. Well, here is what Angela released in court. 
she this statement is what was on uh, like the court documents during the uh, restraining order appearance. She said, Miss Hadley has been emailing me for over one week, repeatedly threatening my life, my marriage, my safety, and slandering my husband. Miss Hadley has used over six different email addresses to count to contact me, despite a request to cease communication. I am now fearful of leaving my home, have had to delete my online presence, and am, and am incredibly emotionally distressed. I am fearful of being raped, attacked, or killed. I have had to completely uproot my life, including missing work at a new job to quash this issue. What? The tone and tenor of these emails escalates, and there seems to be no sign of stopping. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to read a couple of the emails too. Okay. I'm going to say one of two things. One, either Ian found a girl that's just as fucking crazy as him to go along with him or two, he's doing this to this girl and she actually thinks that it's Michelle and has no idea. So we'll actually get down to. Those are my two, those are my two guesses. Yes. So good guesses good guesses (laughs) i mean they're like basically the only options but yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna i am gonna tell you first i want to read let me go scroll down just a tiny bit give me a second no seconds for you okay here (laughs) i'm gonna read first the one angry email that michelle sent ian during the property okay uh, so this is one that she actually sent him back and I'll and and then you'll see kind of a resemblance in the other emails. Okay. So her email to Ian after he was coming at her with a ton of crap. Right. She said, and remember, she's a Christian woman. She said, please explain to your real estate attorney that God's law is above all laws, including the law of man. Lilith, you may try to hide behind the law of man, but it is a weak shield that will bend and crack against the sword of God. So he called her, she called him Lilith because, you know, Lilith was another term for Satan, you know? Okay. I was like, who the fuck is Lilith? Whenever I hear Lilith, I just think of um, that really badass little kid demon from Supernatural. (laughs) Right, but... It, it's another term so there's a lot of different things about Lilith like if you go and look it up um so I'll tell you here's a couple of the emails and this kind of in a way explains Lilith so okay these were the emails that Angela had from supposedly from Michelle okay and I'll just I'm just gonna read a couple of them because she had stacks and stacks and I wasn't gonna go through them all Right, But um, one of the first ones was there are legends that Adam had a wife before Eve, who was Lilith, but this is not found in the Bible. The legends vary significantly, but they are all essentially, they all essentially agree that Lilith left Adam because she did not want to submit to him. According to the legends, Lilith was an evil, wicked woman who committed adultery with Satan and produced a race of evil creatures. Oh my God. I hope you are scared of death tomorrow. Be prepared. Don't sleep. Be watchful of the daughters of God. We will steal your child and we will watch as it dies. What the fuck? You for everything. Don't you see this? He is obsessed with me. I am his treasure princess. You are nothing. Watch your back tomorrow. Meanwhile, Michelle has no idea who the fuck this person is. (laughs) But they're so 
these emails that are being sent to Angela are biblical. Like right. they're almost trying to copy Michelle's one angry biblical type email right. that she sent to, to Ian. So another portion that was out there, she said, it said, uh, you will pay for this. I hope to God you are ready for the pain. I will show you. Um, there was another email that said, burn in the fiery pits of hell tonight as by God's law, you will be hurt. So it was oh a God. lot of biblical, angry, like crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> emails um, going to this woman she's never met. Like so, didn't even know she existed until she saw her name on some paperwork. Right. Well, little did she know a few days prior on June 13, Michelle, little did Michelle know. Okay. I should probably say who. Right. Um, I was like, who, Lilith? (laughs) Well, little did Michelle know a few days prior on June 13th. So their court date was the 17th. Mm -hmm. Um, A new account linked to someone using the name Lilith Hadley replied to a Craigslist ad seeking women interested in rape fantasies. (gasps) Oh my God. Are you serious? They took it that far. What the fuck? I'm not even, they've taken it farther than this and I'll get there. Oh my God. Okay. It's so scary what people can do like in your name. So also, first of all, a Craigslist ad seeking women interested in rape fantasies. Like who fucking, first of all, who goes and searches for shit like that? Right. Well, first of all, there's a reason that Craigslist is not really a thing anymore because it was full of crazy ass people like that. I mean, there was the Craigslist murderer. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it was, it was freaking crazy. So the, the conversation of this ad went like that Lilith Hadley they used her last Michelle's last name. Right. This is the conversation. It said from Lilith, it said, if you are free tonight, come find me. And it provided Ian and Angela's address. <gasps> Force me into my house and take me. What? Yeah. So of course, like this is fucked up, right? Right. So she didn't know that there was this ad out there. She didn't know any of this happened. And a few days after the court hearing for the restraining order, Michelle got an email to verify that she had created a new Craigslist ad called Gang Rape Fantasy. What? So obviously she was freaking out because she had this, she had just did this court case for a restraining order and she's like, right. what the fuck? So she immediately emailed abuse at Craigslist.org mm-hmm. um, about the fake ad and like, tried to shut it down and everything but she never heard anything back she was like this is a fake ad I never put this out there um I am not submitting any of these and I need this taken down right well it wasn't but a few days later which the beginning of July of 2016 Angela called 911 to report a man trying to rape her in the garage of her condo police showed up her neck was red her shirt was ripped she looked like a victim. She was crying. Mm-hmm. But there was and nobody around. There was nobody around. And Michelle had actually been on a date. Like she was on a date somewhere else. And she was like, it was a really good date. And the date just ended. And she pulled up to her home to find police were waiting for her in her driveway to arrest her. What? So wow. she was taken to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And this is so, this is so sad. So the first thing she said when she got to the jail, because she literally never got in trouble. Right. Right. She's right. Like, he's like, is there coffee in jail? <sighs> I felt so bad for her. I, I actually like, oh man, this poor woman. Is there coffee in jail. Oh my God. Coffee in jail. And she spent the night in jail. She only spent the night. Um, her parents fortunately went and paid bail her out. Yeah. Um, no emails were sent to Angela the night that she was in jail. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. How convenient how that worked out. And then when Michelle was released though, on bail, Mm -hmm. Angela started receiving more emails. Sure. She did. Well, on July 13th, she called 911 again about a teen boy that was lurking around her home. And she was extremely you know, frightened. She called 911 and was like, I've got another person here. I think they're going to rape me. This is because this stupid bitch won't take this ad down. Oh my God. And Michelle was arrested again. Also quickly going back to the coffee question. I feel like that doesn't help her case of making her look like a crazy person when they're like, you're doing all this crazy stuff and you're concerned I about know, coffee. I know, but like, she didn't know what else to ask. Right. I know she, she was just jonesing for her caffeine fix, but like that probably <laughs> did not look good on her case. They were like, okay, this crazy bitch just did all this. And now she just wants some coffee. <laughs> she just wants some coffee. <laughs> well, I get that. Well, this time Michelle was arrested again and her bail was actually set to $1 million. One million dollars. One million dollars. They were all Doctor Evil about it and like put their pinky up to their face. Mm-hmm. Okay. Obviously, her parents couldn't afford that bail, right? And the Orange County District Attorney's Office said that they believed they had a true public safety issue, and if Michelle was not arrested, then Angela would eventually be raped or killed. So I just want to take you back before we go into even more, a little okay. bit more about Michelle. So. Michelle called the police. She told the police that she felt like Ian was using his U.S. Marshal, mm-hmm. you know, all this. And he, and he was stalking her. She thought he, she was being tracked on her phone right. and her car and, and everything. Like, she was scared. She, she was so scared. What that she, she was supposed to do also in that situation when she was scared was trying to report it. Yes. So she told them. She actually called them multiple times. And, and I'll get to that in just a second too, but she not only called them multiple times to try to report it. She also told her own school, like she was scared for her safety and she would get walked to her car. He was not allowed on the campus grounds, like all of these things, screams that she was scared. She Mm -hmm. was scared long before anything happened to her. Right. So What, what makes me angry about this is that he was a u.s marshal and so he had connections and so she did all these things that she was supposed to do when she felt threatened and in trouble but it was just brushed aside because you know he's got connections but then suddenly his new wife starts saying the same type of thing and it gets taken so seriously yeah so what gets me about this too is a woman's intuition is i mean anybody even a man's but your intuition always says something. If you feel unsafe, if it, if your stomach churns and you feel unsafe and you're trying to do what you should do and report it, I feel like people should take that seriously. Right. And so the justice system truly failed Michelle 
in every aspect of this, right? Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. So Michelle was just like more shocked than anything because she wasn't a troublemaker. She was upset. And according to records, before she ever got arrested, as I stated before, you know, she had contacted police. Mm -hmm. She actually called the police four times to tell them she thought Ian was impersonating her online. She even contacted the FBI department and the Department of Justice saying that her ex was trying to scare her into signing over their shared property. Nobody returned her calls. So she thought that he was making up emails and pretending to be her before this happened? No. So after the email, the first gotcha. restraining order. Then she, she called him and said that he was in person. They're like, Multiple Whatever. times. Multiple times. Lovely. That's lovely. Yes. Nobody returned her calls. Where do you find the FBI's number? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, she didn't give up after this arrest. She spent three months in jail. Oh my because god! Of the, because the bond was a million dollars, right? And um, Michelle actually filed a lawsuit against the Anaheim Police Department and her ex and his wife. Good. Funny thing is. She did this because there was literally no evidence that she did any of these things, but she was being arrested for it. So after she filed the lawsuit, then they had to go and actually look (laughs) into it. Do their jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they just had to actually do their jobs. So funny thing is, the surveillance cameras at the entrance to the condo's garage showed no activity during the time that Angela claimed to have been attacked. Right, because nobody attacked her. Literally nobody fucking attacked her. And then... I guess we've decided that Ian found somebody just as crazy as her to go along with this. (laughs) Well, I think she was actually crazier, but... Good, good, good. Because there was other stuff. Um, And after digging into more, it looked like the IP addresses showed many of the emails that Angela had received were actually sent from her and Ian's condo. Oh my God. Um, they were there were even alleged emails that were sent to Angela during a time that Michelle had no access to her accounts or devices because police had seized them during the two arrests. Oh, that's not sketchy at all. Yes. <laughs> we took all of her shit, yet somehow she's still sending emails. <laughs> yes, but they didn't look into that. They didn't look at dates, they didn't look at any of that shit. Wow. So these weren't things that the Anaheim police you know, checked because the biblical revenge threats that were emailed to Angela were familiar sounding from the one she had sent to Ian during the property battle. So they just thought, oh yeah, nope, this crazy Christian girl is at it again, instead of like actually looking into it. And if they would have just dug into it a little bit more, then it would have been, I mean, easy. It was literally handed to them. Wow. So during the time that Michelle was in jail, her parents were working to gather evidence to help her. And it didn't take a lot. Right. (laughs) They pulled her school records to show she'd been in class and even medical records showing she was briefly hospitalized and indisposed. So she couldn't have sent emails during those times. And all of this is great. But as they were gathering up this, this stuff, Ian Diaz is actually the one that helped Michelle get released. What? Why? I was about to say what? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Um, so on September 30th, 2016, Ian spoke with the Anaheim police detective that was on Michelle's case and stated he believed that his ex-wife, because they were separated, right, was was framing Michelle. He had told them that Wait, wait, Angelo and him were separated? Yes. Oh. I thought you were saying ex-wife like Michelle, but no. So him and Angela are separated now. And he so they thought. Got se- yes. So they oh. separated. Okay. So he told them that. The he was like, parents- he was like, this bitch is crazier than me. <laughs> yeah, basically. And she is too. So like he told them that, you know, when she was in court during the restraining order, she talked about emotional distress. She actually goes on to say that she had got, she had had a miscarriage from the pregnancy that she had she had previous to like her and Ian like when she was met when she met Ian yeah. her pregnancy okay so he told them that the miscarriage that Angela claimed happened under duress from Michelle's threats didn't happen that she had actually had an abortion that he encouraged her to have because it wasn't oh it's kid oh my so she said that she was pregnant again I'm sure there's lost- records of that by the way I'm sure there's records but they didn't listen to it <laughs> okay <laughs> So he said that she wasn't pregnant again after that. Um, she had brought him a sonogram photo that she got from online and a doctored home pregnancy test to fool him. Oh, what? She just and... printed like a stock sonogram picture. Yeah. Oh and and faked a pregnancy test, too. And she brought it to him. And when he when he found all this information out, he left her. So oh, he said he. That's he, not. That's not cool. Oh, th- when he found out that she had faked it. Yeah, when she found out. I thought you were saying when he found out she was pregnant, then he left her. And I was like, oh, shit. No, he found out that she was faking it. So gotcha. he was like, he didn't know the truth um, of him, like, or of her framing all these emails um, until after they separated, which is a fucking lie. But Okay. So, like, he's, like, blaming it all on Angela. Right. He's saying she's crazy. Um, He's like, she's so crazy. She faked cancer and doctor's notes to try to keep him around. Um, Like all of these, which she, she did. Um, But all these things, like he was like, oh yeah, she faked all of these medical issues, pregnancies, all of this. And so I left her and then I found all this stuff out and I'm coming to tell you about it. So Michelle's innocent. So after three months of being locked up, Michelle gets released. Good. And um, it still took them three months after she was released to publicly exonerate her. So even being out in the world three months after where everyone is just like looking at you in disgust. That is so shitty. And they put her on house arrest after releasing her before. So like... But she's like fucking innocent, right? And so mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, we're going to put you on house arrest just to clear everything first. You have mm-hmm. the emails that are clearly coming from Michelle's house. But they had to <laughs> Not dig Not Michelle's into house, um, Angela's house. But they had to dig into all that first. So before right. they could publicly exonerate her, they had to make sure this evidence was true. So they let her out because Ian was like, I'm dropping this restraining order and she's not the one that did it. Like, okay. Angela's crazy. We need to get her out. So they're like, okay, well, she's going to go on house arrest. And so she was forced to wear this ankle monitor. And so she's like still feeling like she's in prison, you know? Right, right. And it wasn't until Michelle threatened to go to the media herself 
and take investigative steps against the law enforcement that were on this case, that they finally started really digging in and finding all the evidence against Angela. Wow. So it took all of that, like it took her threatening, hey, I'm going to go to the news and you guys are going to look like fucking idiots. Right. Because you are. Mm-hmm. And how they skipped over all the, the evidence is just like so crazy because it's literally so dumb. Like you could literally figure it out before she ever would have gotten arrested if right. they did her job. Right. Well, she was finally exonerated on January 9th, 2017. She had already lost her job, her home, all of her belongings. Everything oh was God. Her reputation was the worst of them all. She will always be known as the girl that was framed for being a crazy ex. So she sued the city of Anaheim for civil rights violations, false arrests, and false imprisonment. She won. Good. So on January 7th, 2017, two days before she was finally exonerated, Angela was arrested. All emails were linked to the condo IP address, Angela's father's home, and her cell phone. Oh my god, guys. Like, you <laughs> barely had to look into it to Literally see. Literally didn't. <laughs> Angela wow. pled guilty for a crime that she should have been given life for, but it was knocked down to only five years. Yeah, five years for ruining somebody's five, life? Five years. Michelle knew that it wasn't just her, though. She didn't even know her, like, at all. So she knew that Ian had to have been associated with this scheme. Right. So she pushed the police to look into him. He was sentenced to five years in prison as well, five years after she was released. So he was free for five years before he finally went to jail. Right. But Ian was the one responsible for posting the Craigslist ads. And hiring the men that he was going to send to his home for this scheme. In fact, mm. back in 2013, during the first round of emails, Ian told police that Michelle needs to be in fucking cuffs and in a padded room. Then, after the first 911 call Angela made, he stated, at what point does this girl get arrested for sending this shit and hiring guys off Craigslist to rape my wife? What the hell? When the whole time, it was him and his wife. Wow. So Michelle has gotten a little bit of closure for this whole thing. She's a successful businesswoman now. She graduated school. She moved she, to New York. She invented and, post-its? No. That's all I can think of no. when somebody says successful businesswoman. I she posted. <laughs> no, she, she has like her own um like online store and stuff too and she oh, moved cool. to new york and she works in marketing okay so sh she's doing well for herself but it's just really shitty i did read an article where um like an interview article from her where <laughs> she said it's nice that she doesn't have to check the felon box or anything when oh, she because she was exonerated, mm -hmm. but if they still wanted to deep dive into her background, they can they can find this out. So it's really it's really kind of like a shaky type of thing because when she's out there in the world trying you know trying to get a different job if she wants to change career paths or anything, right. her name is pretty well known. So 
Michelle Hadley, like if, if somebody knew about the case that happened in California and wanted to look her up and decided not to hire her because of all of this, they totally could. And she didn't have to be a felon. That's so shitty because she literally did nothing. Yeah. So she did nothing but meet this suck ass guy on a dating app. Literally did nothing. It's a crazy case. And I know it's not a murder case or anything, but I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, crazy. This to me is the definition of fucking stalker. Like, this is bad. This is like worse than stalker because you're literally just trying to like ruin her name, ruin her entire, entire life for no reason. Life. For no reason because she didn't want to date you anymore. What? Wow. Yeah. I. That's yeah. crazy. That is crazy. I could not be imagine being in her position. Like I would, they would have to put me in a padded room at the end of all of it. I'm <laughs> going crazy from, I'm like, I did nothing at all. Nothing. Yeah. That's insane. That, that was an interesting case. Crazy. Yeah. They would literally have to put me in a padded room after all this, because I would be crazy now after. I, this, this makes trust issues even worse. Like I would, right. I would never want to date again. <laughs> never want to date again. Definitely can't trust the police or anybody that's supposed to help you. Like, I know. That's, that's awful. Well, that's... I mean, you can't say that you can't trust the police. Like I wouldn't trust them there for sure. Right. But, like, no, I mean, that would give me issues movie... trusting the police anywhere. Right. I mean, it would. Yes. Especially when like, you're literally asking for help and you're not getting it. But right. my, right trust for anybody literally anybody I, I would be like a what is the word a recluse yeah you don't go anywhere <laughs> yeah a recluse you would be a spider anyways yeah. that's my crazy case I know it's not murdery but it was crazy it was, interesting to, though I had to share <laughs> yeah well now I'm terrified that somebody that I don't know is just going to ruin my life for no reason. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so if you get crazy phishing emails like that, it's probably not a fish. <laughs> right. Maybe like report it as an issue because it is. Yeah. All right. Well, follow us on all the stuff and things. All the stuff. All the things. All the stuff. All the things. Go to our website, serialholicsisters.com. All the stuff and things yeah. are on there. And yeah, that's that on that. Mm -hmm. All right. Be awkward. Okay, bye. bye.